Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 230 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast to do about the art and things with me co-host Lil Dennis. But Lil Dennis can't make it today, so instead we've got little MJ, we've got little Michael Jackson, because this is a Michael Jackson special. Shamon! We're going to be talking about Michael Jackson on this one, so let's get into this one. Little MJ is going to get us in. So a little kitty here as well. Gives little um, Michael, little MJ a kiss. <laughs> I think little Michael Jackson's going to sit with us. He's going to stay with us, I think. But I've got loads of stuff to talk about for this one. And what it is is somebody left a comment on one of my videos saying about Michael Jackson, because it's actually Michael Jackson's birthday tomorrow, Monday the 29th of August, and he was actually born in 1958, so if he was still alive, he would have been 90, (laughs) no he wouldn't, he would have been 64, 64, and I think to myself, what would he have been doing now? I'll start that again, see I'm getting quite nervous. Ready? So little kitty's here with us as well. <coughs> a kiss for little Michael. I think Michael Jackson's going to stay with us today. Yay! So I've actually, what it is is little um, well little Michael Jackson. He's he's um, he's the the version of I would say the nineteen nineteen nineties I suppose, the early nineteen nineties or late eighties. Which I think is like the the prime Michael, because one of the things with Michael Jackson is he had many different faces, strange faces. It gives him the faces. Did they? I'm not going to spend my life being a colour. That's one of the things we can talk about actually. Is Michael Jackson's face? <laughs> but well, what it is is tomorrow, the 29th of August is actually Michael Jackson's birthday, and he would have been. Believe it or not, 64. You would have been 64 tomorrow. I've also got a cassette tape. Because I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But Michael Jackson was actually the first album I ever got. So what happened is... Somebody on one of my YouTube videos... They said about... Well, they know how much I love Michael Jackson. Because when I was a child, or growing up... Michael Jackson and Bross were like my two favouritest sort of music things really but Michael Jackson for me is like this he's like the soundtrack of my childhood and I've got so many notes on this one <laughs> what we've got is we've got there's just so many notes so some of the things I'm going to talk about is my favourite Michael Jackson tunes some of my childhood memories with Michael Jackson now this might seem a bit weird like it's got nothing to do with art and things but it has because when you start looking into Michael Jackson, you realise, actually, I think he was actually channeling, you could say, God or something, like the universe, in his music. Which I think is what a lot of artists do, actually. They're actually um, they're bringing in truth. 
And when, I, when you hear Michael Jackson, I hear the truth in his music. So I'm actually going to talk about my favourite songs from Michael Jackson. And I've actually also printed out a load of lyrics. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read through the lyrics. So you can sort of... Because um, sometimes when you read the lyrics, it's different to hear, to singing them. So like you actually... It's amazing as well. When you're a child, you hear the music. And I feel like you're feeling the music. So you love the music for the feeling. As you get older and you sort of, you start actually listening to the words, it takes on a different meaning. So it's cool. But I'm going to talk about some of my favourite childhood memories about Michael Jackson, which includes like video games and things. I'm also going to ask the question, was he happy? That's one of the main things. Was he, was he happy? Because like, that's to do with his face. He kept changing his face. So this actually kind of links in a little bit with the same sort of thing as transgender stuff. Is you've got you've got a being who's obviously not who's obviously not happy in their body. So they try they start trying to change their body to find their happiness. But you have to ask, you know, do you have to do that, or could you find happiness? Could you find happiness in your body if you? didn't feel right but you also have to ask like why why was michael jackson not happy with his black skin so that's some of the things and then we've also got like where were you when he died and i'm also going to talk about that thing like if you if you've experienced this where somebody dies you have like a, vi- a super vivid memory it's it's almost as if like f- that moment when you you hear that somebody's died, somehow it's like, it's encapsulated in your mind, like a super vivid visuals. But also you can, you can remember like smells and all this, it's as if all the senses get sort of stored in your head for that moment. So I want to talk about that. How did he die? And there's a link there with Princess Diane, who I know was like one of his friends. Did he abuse kids? That's another thing. And then there's also the thing from... There was abuse from his father as well, allegedly. It was on one of these documentaries I watched ages ago. Something about his dad used to beat him with a shoe or something. If he didn't, if he didn't like, sing the songs or something. What have I got here? Oh, yeah, Billie Jean in the Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> That's probably one of the reasons why I love Vice City. That was my favourite Grand Theft Auto. And it's because of the soundtrack. One of the things I noticed though, going through these songs for this podcast, was just how many... Well, firstly, how many songs he created is amazing. But also, like, it's just... There's so many hits in there. He really... Like, there's probably... I've probably got about 20 songs here. And, like, each one of these is probably like a masterpiece for, for a certain artist but he created all of these so like he was something special there's no doubt about that i've also put like an artist obsessed yeah did he find balance in his life because like when you see how many songs he's produced you've got to ask like he must have been he must have been sort of obsessed with creating music So I wonder, how did he balance that obsession out with 
with his personal life and stuff like that. We've also got, well, we're going to talk about his face. And I've also got this other question about, well, about his body, like with his white skin. And then there's this other thing as well. It's just a little thought I had is, if somebody's died, an artist, and you listen to their music, and what happens is you're, you emotionally get into the song. So you're emotionally like bringing, well, this is the thing. If you, is it possible, do you think, to actually bring an artist back to life whilst you're sort of singing? In other words, like, sometimes when I'm listening to Michael Jackson, you can get so lost into it, lost in it, you're singing and dancing and stuff. But I'm wondering whether somehow you can sort of somehow bring the spirit of Michael back. So then I start wondering whether, because there's this thing called earthbound spirits, which are like spirits which are still attached to the earth. So what I'm wondering is, like, is it possible that somehow you could actually sort of somehow keep the keep Michael Jackson's spirit alive, which could be a negative or a positive. It could be a positive in that you're keeping the energy of Michael alive, which is super positive. It could be a negative in that Michael Jackson, the spirit of Michael, he can't actually he can't actually move on. Because he's sort of um, being pulled back to the earth. That was something I thought about. <laughs> I'm going to start with my favourite Michael Jackson songs, I think. Because, well, that's what he's all about, is the music. So I'll just go through these. So these are like my, some of my favourites. He starts out with the Jackson 5. I like to blame it on the boogie. ABC, and I want you back. One of the things I noticed about Michael when he was in the Jackson Five was he had a really, he had a really wide nose. And then if you look at some of his, um, if you look at him when he was still black, like in his prime in like the eighties, which I think was like the sexiest version of Michael Jackson. But what what it is is his nose was actually sh- shorter, so he must have like had work on his nose way before he sort of started going white. That was just something I noticed. But these are my favourite Michael Jackson songs. Ain't No Sunshine, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Rock With You, Beat It, Billie Jean, Thriller, The Girl Is Mine, Want To Be Starting Something, Bad, Dirty Diana, <laughs> Dirty Diana. Because uh, I, I wondered whether that one was, was a song he made about Princess Diana. Maybe he had like a one night stand with Princess Diana and he realised how dirty she was. <laughs> dirty Diana. I just can't stop loving you. Liberian Girl. That was always one of these songs when I had the Bad album. It was always one of these songs that it wasn't my favourite, but I always sort of. Well, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favourite. But as I've, as it's, as I've got older, I've sort of fallen in love with that song more. Man in the Mirror, which I'm, I think might actually be my favourite Michael Jackson song. That one really also resonated with me a few years ago as well. Smooth Criminal, The Way You Make Me Feel, Black or White, Heal the World, You Are Not Alone, They Don't Care About Us, Remember the Time, Who Is It, Why You Want to Trip on Me and You Rock My World. Now what's cool is, some of these are very... Um, 
you know, like dancey ones. Some of them are very um, slow, almost like spiritual, like heal the world. So that's the, that's another thing about Michael Jackson is he could um, he could cover so many sort of types of music, I suppose. But one of the things I was going to say was when you like read, when you like listen to the words. I feel like there's actually hidden meaning in it in some of these things. Like the song what's it called? They don't care about us. I feel like that was actually it's not a hidden, it's not a hidden message really because it's the title of the song. But I feel like what he's basically saying is I feel like what he's saying is he's saying they don't care about us. Like the people at the top. I would look at that as that's the people like the controllers which starts to make you wonder why how he died and stuff because princess diana as well she definitely was on to she was on to what was happening and i feel like they silenced her so you do wonder whether they did the same for, for michael but the good thing about mark jackson is he could um he could hide messages in his music very much like Leonardo da Vinci, where he hid, like, he hid, if you look at some of Leonardo da Vinci's artwork, you can actually see hidden things, religious things and stuff. It's quite cool. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk actually about my, some of my childhood memories. <laughs> the first thing is, if you, I don't know if you remember the, um, thriller, the thriller video. That's another thing as well, recording videos off the telly. Because back in like the 80s and 90s, you didn't have YouTube or nothing. So if you wanted to watch a, if you wanted to watch a music video, you had to like wait for it to come up on the telly. Yeah. Which is kind of cool really, because when it, when it come on the telly, it was way more exciting. Because it's sort of like, um, you didn't know if it was coming. Whereas like now, you can just go on and get the music straight away. So I do think it was a bit more special in the old days. What I used to do though, was I used to record music videos off the telly. So I'd go to bed and I'd record, I'd keep the video recording all night in the hopes that I'd get like Michael Jackson videos or something. <laughs> and then the next day I'd, I'd have two videos. I'd record videos from another one video to another one. I was almost like mixing um, videos back in the old days. But one of the things, one of my memories from my childhood is Michael Jackson's... I've got hiccups. Michael Jackson's thriller video. I don't know if you remember it, but there's this bit where he, um, he has these eyes. So he looks like a human, but he's basically got these reptilian eyes. I've just noticed that, they're reptilian eyes. See, again, is this some sort of hidden message that he's saying? Something about reptilians. You, you know, but it, what, what it was, was this really scared me as a child, this video. And I remember I couldn't actually watch the thriller video. Because there was something about that, that visual that really, it just really scared me. So that was like one of my memories as a child was... Being scared of the thriller video. 
the other one is that my first ever album I bought with my own money <laughs> was Michael Jackson's Bad Album on cassette. And that cover for me is iconic. The white with him doing his moves. I love that. Actually, I think... No, it wasn't that. I think he's... I think his cover had um, his little face on it. It was iconic though because it was white and black. I thought it looked cool. Yeah. And then the other thing is his Moonwalker video game. I remember playing this game on the Mega Drive. It was Michael Jackson's side scroller. And what he did was he had his hat on. He was like wearing a white outfit with a with his um I think it's a trilby hat. And that was like his weapon. And he'd throw it like that. I just remember it being cool because it had the music in it as well. And I played that before I watched the film. But my memory of that game is there's a scene in, I feel like it was either a parking lot or something, but he was jumping over cars. I just remember thinking how cool the game was. Because, like, also, if he left him standing there, he started, like, dancing, <laughs> which he certainly did with the Sonic games as well. There was another game as well on the PlayStation Vita which was like a rhythm game. Now, a lot of people said that was rubbish. I really enjoyed that, though. I thought it was cool. And then also, like I said, his music was in Vice City as well. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So there's lots of memories of... There's lots of memories of Michael Jackson in video games. And the other thing about Michael Jackson was he always wore... When he wore one glove, I thought that was cool. Again, like, you know, he made that his own. If you wear one glove, if you go out wearing one glove now, everyone says, like, Michael Jackson. How mad is that, that he's, he made that his own? So, what have we got here, look? Was he happy? I feel like that's a really important question. When I look at some of these videos, like, later on, he doesn't look, he doesn't look as happy as you would think he would look. I don't know how to explain it. I would almost say maybe sometimes it's a bit like what I feel like I look like, which is a bit like a sort of a troubled soul. Somebody who's trying to find themselves, but but is, isn't finding themselves and is trying all these different things, but can't find themselves. There's an element of that about Michael Jackson. There's like, um, there's some um, sort of, there, it is. It's like a sort of, um, is deep. When you look into his eyes, you you can feel like some sort of um, missing something, like missing something. So was he happy? I'm not sure. If it, if I could ever, if if I ever got a chance to talk to Michael Jackson, I'd ask him like, was he happy? That's that's one thing, and that reminds me of something. The other night. I was dreaming, I, had a, I was in my dreams, and I saw Michael Jackson. <laughs> I was in like this cinema, and what it was was, it was this cinema where they were basically playing videos on this cinema screen, and the whole reason you were there was to face fears. So when they put these videotapes on, it was basically, everyone had a different videotape, and you were watching it to basically face your fears. But Michael Jackson was over here, outside the window. 
I thought that was a bit weird, actually. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> what else is here? Well, look, where were, you, where were you when he died? I was at the M deck, Royal Mail. I was working at Royal Mail. It must have been about 12 o'clock at night or something. It was the middle of the night, and back then I used to listen to um, Radio 5. They had these talk shows on, and like they were talking about stuff. And it come on, it said Michael Jackson's died. And I just remember feeling really sad. Because the main thing that I thought was, ah, oh, you're never going to get any more Michael Jackson music. Like there's, there's never going to be any, any more Michael Jackson songs, which is a bit sad. But then it also makes you sort of love what he did do. It also makes you realise why you've got to create things now. Why you're here. Because there'll be a point when you can't. But also it makes you sort of think Michael Jackson lives on forever. Like, for me, in a thousand years' time, if the humans are still here, I feel like um, you won't forget Michael Jackson. For me, he's up there with Jesus. As like sort of, um, it changed the world. I feel like Michael Jackson changed the world. So it's really sad to think that I'm not going to produce any more songs. But the other thing is, it makes me, I've had this before as well. Princess Diana was another one. I can remember exactly where I was. I was I was in my bed. I was lying in bed. I'd because I I got up really I was up really late, and I remember hearing a load of commotion outside, and that's when I heard, "Oh, Princess Diana's died." But what is is? Why is it that something like that sticks in your head as like a really vivid memory? Because somebody else might die who you haven't got a connection with. And you almost, you don't you don't remember nothing. You might remember the day or something, but you don't remember like all these senses. I got a really dry throat today. I think what it is is I haven't done one of these videos for ages. I haven't done one of these videos where I'm like, well, one of these podcasts where I'm on the actual camera. So it made me think about how I got a corkscrew here, but it's like the end's coming off. It looks like the corkscrew's wearing a little um looks like the corkscrew's wearing a little a little suit or something. <laughs> it's quite funny. You could put a head on that. But what it makes me think is like when you're doing something, if you keep doing it, you don't think about it. As soon as you stop doing it, and you go back to start doing it, if it's something you're a little bit anxious about, it sort of, um, it seems to sort of go, to, it becomes a lot more anxious. Mm. See, there's thoughts in my head now saying about restarting this podcast, but I don't want to. So I've always just kept things in here. So that's the other thing. So how did he die? Well, the first thing is, like, because what I'm thinking is, is it possible that your emotional energy, like your, because what I'm saying is, when we die, we're going to have, they say about, like, these things, 
your life's going to flash before your eyes. I imagine what's going to happen is it's your, it's the most emotional moments of your life is going to flash before your eyes, which will be extreme positives and extreme negatives. So there's something about emotions which is storing memories in our head. It's almost like emotions is the way memories get stored or something. I don't know. And that's also why, like, like lucid dreams. Like, if you have a really vivid, really emotional dream, you can remember lo- loads of details about it as well. So there's something about emotions and memories. The other thing is, how did he die? I still feel like there's something fishy about the way he died. It doesn't add up. But I do feel like it's something to do with... Like, you know... I think he was being silenced or something. Something like that. So, here's the big one. Look, did he abuse kids? My feeling is he didn't. My feeling is he was just very... I see Michael Jackson as very much like a Peter Pan. He was like a child... In a human's body. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like a child in a man's body. Yeah. And I think what it is, is he didn't have a childhood. Because he was so, sort of, um, well, I feel like his father was so pushing him to produce music. Like I said, he didn't have a childhood. So he was out of balance. So I feel like what happened is, for the rest of his life, he was trying to be a child. He was trying to be a child for the rest of his life. So, you know, because most people are... Most people grow up and become adults. Part of Michael didn't. So he he stayed as a child. So he obviously resonated more with children. Like, you know, his energy was more playful. So obviously if you see a grown man playing with kids, is you know... You could, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, you could see it as a negative. And then also, yeah, also, like, you know, people are going to take advantage of, if they, some people, if they see an opportunity, they're going to, like, they're going to take it. But for some reason, there's something inside of me, it just, it says Michael Jackson didn't abuse children. Whereas somebody like, Jimmy Savile, whilst I sort of, you forgive him, there's a feeling that you know, you sort of somehow you know he did. But I don't get that with Michael. With Michael Jackson, I see a lot of innocence. A very innocent person who was taken advantage of. That's what I'm thinking. But there was abuse from his father, apparently. So I feel like that's got a big sort of, um, I feel like his childhood has got a lot of, again it goes back to that thing, your childhood basically creates a load of your, um, your unresolved issues. So I feel like his, his appearance has got, I reckon that's got something to do with his childhood as well. Like you know, maybe, he was, maybe because he was black as a child, maybe that sort of, you don't know what he had to go through and there must have been something in him that sort of thought 
you know, oh, I don't want, I want to be a white person. And, you know, he had to, he had to live it out, very much like a transgender person. But what happens is sometimes you transition, and you realise you, you still haven't resolved the issue, because it's nothing to do with the physical; it's a mental issue. So I wonder whether Michael Jackson ever resolved the inner issue of his um of his race. Like did Michael Jackson ever find peace with his the colour of his skin? It's also because I wonder this is a bit of a weird question, but do you think Michael Jackson's body was white? When Michael Jackson changed his his skin to white was his old body white? So, like, did he have a white willy <laughs> and things like that, or was it just his was it just his face and his arms that were white, and everything else was was like black? It's a bit weird. I'd I'd, I'd like to know the answer to that. It doesn't it doesn't mean matter, but it was just a thought I had. He's a very beautiful person, though, Michael Jackson. He's very beautiful. He's got beautiful eyes. But, like I said, his eyes have got a sort of um, a sadness in them. Which, again, I feel like that's a little bit like me. Some people have... I remember somebody sent me a message on YouTube once. They're not judging. They're just saying, you know, there's like a sort of a sadness in your eyes. And what that is, is it's... For me, that's a... It's an unresolved issue. Because your eyes will all... You can't hide the truth in your eyes. Because like they say, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. So if you've got a sadness inside of you, no matter what you're doing, your eyes will say, will have an element of sadness about them. Huh. It's making me sad thinking about that, actually. Because it makes me sad to think Michael Jackson was sad. He was bad. He... <laughs> He was definitely bad. No, he wasn't. He was good. Why did he even make a song saying I'm bad? That's, it makes me sad to think he was sad. It's beautiful though in a weird way. Oh, here we go. What's this here? Look. Billy Jean. So many hits. That's the thing. Now this is another thing that it makes you... Michael Jackson gets to the end... Because I've always said... The only thing I want out of this life... Is to die with a smile on my face. So what I'm saying is... Let's say I... Let's say you die... And you've got... Like Michael Jackson... Let's say Michael Jackson dies... And he's got a thousand... Number one hits... You know, the greatest music in the world ever. But he wasn't happy inside... What's more important? Is that more important? Or is it more important that Michael Jackson never actually fulfilled his potential as an artist, but he was happy on the inside? That What's more important? Because the other thing that's weird about this, I'm getting very emotional here. I think this is probably why I had, why I've got such a dry throat. Because... The thing with Mark Jackson is it goes deep into me. It's not just his music. 
This is like um, an extreme therapy session, this one. <laughs> I did not expect this podcast to go in this direction, but I like it. And I've just looked at me uh, Kindle, and it's got the number 44 on it. The battery percentage is 44, which is like one of my most sacredest numbers. It's Lewis Hamilton's number. So to, to see the number 44, like there, that's a synchronicity there, which says that this is something very important. And that's it. But the thing with me is Michael Jackson, there's a connection here with Michael Jackson. Way beyond his music. Beautiful it is. <laughs> Has Michael Jackson got a white willy? That's a very important question, I think. So that's it, really. All I'm going to do, I'm going to read some of his lyrics. I've got a bit distracted by this one. But what it is, is I'm looking at this picture of Michael Jackson and I'm just sort of, in a strange way, I'm seeing myself in him, which is really weird. I can't even explain it. It's like I'm looking in a mirror. How weird is that, look? Man in the mirror. That's one of the lyrics. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. All I can say is, it's as if this, this photo of Michael Jackson that I'm looking at... It's as if it's alive. It's as if it's alive somehow. And it's like he's looking deep into my soul. And sort of um, telling me truths about myself. How powerful is that? Because the other thing I thought was, is it more important that Michael Jackson dies happy, but he's never created any music? Or is it more important that he creates thousands of... He creates all these tunes which makes millions of people for the rest of time happy. So what's more important? Is it more important that the artist is happy or that all the people that look at the artwork are happy? Because if you think about it, all those all those people that look at the artwork and, and are happy, it's almost like... It's almost like in a weird way that's actually way more powerful for the world than the artist being happy. Because if Michael Jackson was happy, think of all the people who never got to hear any of his music. But then you also got to wonder, is it not possible to, to have created all this music and also be happy? And I'm also, I'm just, I'm assuming that he's not happy. He might have been incredibly happy. It's just, what I'm saying is, when I look at his eyes, I can feel a sadness there. And it's the same that I, when I look at myself in the mirror. Like I might be really happy, but there's still this underlying sort of sadness there. Which is, for me, it's, a, um, it's like a troubled soul. That's the only thing I can explain it. It's almost like you haven't made the connection with God. That's that's what I'm thinking. Something like that. But for me, I think Michael Jackson definitely made a connection with God. Because when you listen to some of his music, you can tell that he was channeling something. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through some of his songs. <laughs> the first one is Man in the Mirror. I'm just going to read the lyrics and see what happens, really. 
So, oh, the other thing is, it's quite. I don't know if you ever tried reading lyrics to a song, but it's actually really hard to not sing the song. The other thing is, I wonder how. I wonder. I would love to ask Michael Jackson questions like, how did he get these lyrics? Like, did he meditate and get the lyrics? Did they come to him in dreams? Did he just sort of scribble in his in his notepad until the words come out? You know, was he basically, was he like thinking about the words or was he just letting them come in? That's, that's what I'm thinking. So man in the mirror, look, I'm going to make a change for once in my life. So it sounds like, you know, he's had enough of this. He's going to break the cycle. It's going to feel real good. <laughs> It's going to make a difference. Going to make it right. So that's that's saying that something's wrong. Now the thing with this is, right? On the one hand, he's talking about the man in the mirror, which is himself. But you can sort of feel that he's actually saying about the whole world. He can see that the world is wrong. There's something not right in the world. And what he's worked out is, the way you change it is by changing yourself. As I turn up the collar... On my favourite winter coat. This wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street. With not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind? Pretending not to see their needs. So that's what I'm saying. He's also saying like about the ignorance. The ignorance of the world. You know. We're getting distracted by things. Which aren't important. And the thing is. You know that these things are going on. But you choose to not. Well sometimes you don't choose it. You're sort of distracted. But this is why waking up is quite a hard thing. Because you suddenly... You know, you can't choose to do... You can't choose to ignore things anymore. So it actually gets a lot harder. A summer's disregard. A broken bottle top. And a one man's soul. (laughs) They follow each other on the wind, you know. Because they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know. See, I can't help but sing this. I'm going to sing this song at the end. With my little drum. I'm starting with a man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you're going to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. That's this week's inspirational quote. I love that. Look, no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. It's all about you. You change yourself, you change the world. I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that... This is this is the thing, look. Selfish. If Michael Jackson focused on himself and didn't produce any any music, is that being Selfish. Because I do think about this a lot. Because I'm focusing on my mind so much that I don't create much artwork. So you wonder, is that being selfish? It's interesting. A willow deeply scarred. Hey look, I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that I realise that there are some with no home. Not a nickel to loan. Could it really be? Could it be really me? Pretending that they're not alone. 
what he's done here is he's woken up, look. He's started to realise that it's actually him. That was, it was him that was pretending. So he was actually doing it into himself. So he's like taking responsibility for himself. A willow deeply scarred, somebody's broken heart and a washed out dream. They followed the a pattern of the wind, you see, because they got no place to be. That's why I'm starting with me. And then he's starting with a man in the mirror. Does that a few times. And he says, look, you got to make it right while you got the time. Because when you close your heart, you can't close your own... Oh, look at this, look. you got to make it right while you got the time. Because when you close your heart, you can't close with you can't close your mind. I'm not, I'm not quite sure I understand that, but I get the thing that what he's saying is, for me that's saying something like, you can't, you can't hide from it. Yeah, you can't hide from it. In other words, you might try to hide from it, but you won't be able to, because it's a psychological thing. Because once you've seen what's happening, you can't unsee it. What's this look? That man, that man, that man. With the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. I think this is it, look. Just lift yourself, you know. You've got to stop it yourself. Yeah, make that change. I've got to make that change today. Man in the mirror. You've got to. You've got to not let yourself... You've got to, let, you've got to not let yourself, brother. You know? <laughs> I've got to make that man. That man. You've got to. You've got to move. Come on, come on. You've got to stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up and lift yourself now. It's probably better if you sing that last bit. But for me, this is like um, one of the most powerful songs ever. It's probably one of my favourite songs. And what's beautiful about it is, when I was a child, I loved this song just for the for the vibe of it as I got older there was a period when I was facing except like transitioning into Sophie I'd play this song and look at myself in the mirror singing this song it really helped me a lot but like now when you get more spiritual this song even goes deeper I've got five songs here to go through the lyrics the next one is black or white. Ah, this is this is interesting. Look, I took my I took my baby on a Saturday bang. <laughs> Boy, is that girl with you? Yes, we're one and the same. Hey, that's interesting. Look, soulmates. Is that girl with you? Yes, we're one we're one and the same. Now I believe in miracles, and a miracle has happened tonight. Soulmates, look. But if you're thinking about my baby. It don't matter if you're black or white. They print my message in the Saturday sun. I had to tell them I ain't second to none. <laughs> and I told them about equality. And it's true. Either you're wrong or you're right. But if you're thinking about my baby, it don't matter if you're black or white. Don't look at that. I'm tired of this devil. That's what that's what I thought was quite interesting. I haven't actually heard him say that word. in When I've listened to the song, I haven't heard that word. This is why I like reading the lyrics. You sometimes see things. I'm tired of this devil. I'm tired of this stuff. I'm tired of this business. So when the going gets rough, I ain't scared of your brother. 
I ain't scared of no sheets. I ain't scared of nobody. Girl, when the going gets mean. Look, look, I feel like this is a sort of like a hidden message here. I'm tired of this devil. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's some... Maybe he made a maybe he made a deal with a devil or something. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? And like, what it is, is once you've made a deal with the devil, what they say is, if you try to sort of um, reveal what the devil's done, the devil will destroy you. So that maybe that's what happened. So yeah, what he did was he tried to put the message in his music that I'm tired of this devil, I'm tired of this stuff, all this material stuff, I'm tired of this business. Do you think that's him saying, I'm fed up of, of this music business? Here we go, look. Protection for gangs. Oh, this is a little rap. Is it? Protection against alternation. Yeah. Protections for gangs, clubs and nations. Causing grief in human relations. It's a turf war on a global scale. I'd rather hear both sides of the tale. See, it's not about races, just places, faces. Where your blood comes from it's, is where you f your space is. I've seen the bright get duller. And I'm not going to spend my life being a colour. I love that bit. Yeah. In Michael Jackson. Don't tell me you agree with me when I saw you kicking dirt in my eyes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's... Your actions are way more important than your words. But if you're thinking about my baby, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. That's it. It's black. It's white. It's tough for you to get by. It's black. It's white. And then he goes, it's black. It's white. Come on, Michael. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> that's it. I like that one. Again, that song, I didn't really... When that song first came out, I, I didn't really sort of resonate with it. But as I got older, I, that's another song I've gotten more into. Heal the World, look. This is one where I think he's... um. He's sort of channeling... God or something think about I think his first bit is they're talking think about um, the generations and they say we get, we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place there's a place in your heart and I know that it is love that's why I don't sing it and his place could be much brighter than tomorrow. And if you... See, I can't read this. And if you really try, you'll find there's no need to cry. In this place, you'll feel there's no hurt or sorrow. How cool's that? There are ways to get there. If you care enough for the living, make a little space to make a better place. Heal the world. Heh. <laughs> Make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying. If you care enough for the living, make a better place for you and for me. If you want to know why, there's a love that cannot lie. Love is strong. It only cares for joyful giving. Love is God or the universe. That's all it is. If we try, we shall see. In this bliss we cannot feel, fear or dread. We stop existing and start living. I love that. And then it feels that always, 
Love's enough for us growing. So make a better world and make a better world. Hear the world. And the dream we have conceived in will reveal a joyful face. And the world we once believed in will shine again in grace. How beautiful is that? In other words, it's, manifest, it's all about manifesting. See, when you start reading these, you're realising it's actually like spiritual practices. Manif- you you visualise it, it becomes real. Then why do we keep struggling life? Why do we keep strangling life? Wound this earth, crucify its soul. So he knows that the earth is a soul. The earth is a living being. <laughs> then it's plain to see this world is heavenly, be God's glow. We could fly so high, let our spirits never die. In my heart I feel you are my all my brothers. Create a world with no fear, together we'll cry happy tears. See the nations turn their swords into plowshares. We could really get there if we cared enough for the living. Make a little space to make a better place. And that's it. Heal the world. Heal the world we live in. Save it for our children. Here's another, we've, got, we've got two more here. The next one is, you are not alone. Another day has gone. <laughs> I'm still all alone. Yeah. See, what I'm saying is, right, I think he was actually... I feel I think there was a hint of loneliness in Michael Jackson, which I suppose is a little bit in me as well. But what it is is when you connect with God or the universe or whatever, you realise you're not alone. So this is what this is. This for me is all about connecting with Source. Another day is gone. I'm still all alone. How could this be? You're not here with me. You never said goodbye. Someone tell me why did you have to go and leave my world so cold? Every day I I sit and ask myself, how did I let love, how did love slip away? Something whispers in my ear and says that you are not alone. I am here with you. Though you are far away, I am here to stay. See, that's uh, making me cry, that, because that's truth. That's the truth, isn't it? What happens is when we when we come into this earth realm, we're sort of like we um we separate from source or God, our Creator. We separate from our Creator, but really we we never actually we never really separate. It's just um the illusion of separation because we forget that we're still connected. I love this look. But you are not alone. I am here with you. Though we're far apart, you're always in my heart. But you are not alone. That's emotional, that. Lone, lone, why lone? (laughs) Just the other night, I thought I heard you cry, asking me to come and hold you in my arms. I can hear your prayers, your burdens I will bear. But first I need your hand, then forever can begin now i wonder right whether the first part is like a human saying the words to the creator 
I feel like this next bit is actually the creator talking. Look, it's like the creator is is talking to you. So in other words, there's a connection going on here between. Well, you could say like the child and the parent, or God and the human. Just the other night, I thought I could hear you cry, asking me to come. See, that's like the prayer, asking God to come, to hold your hands. I could hear your prayers, your burdens I will bear. But first I need your hand, then forever can begin. Forever. Every day I sit and ask my... See, now this I think is going back to Michael Jackson. I'd never noticed this before. But this song, I always thought this song was just one person singing it. But it's actually like a two-way communication here. Every day I sit and ask myself, how did I let love slip away? Something whispers in my... You are not alone. Whispers three words and I'll... Whisper three words and I'll come running. And girl, I know you. And girl, you know that I'll be there. I'll be there. That's, that's it, really. The next bit is, look. For you are not alone. Not alone. Now, it's all the same words. Basically, all it's saying is you're not alone. I like that. That is, that, I love that. I never realised it was a, um, See, this is like a communication. He's actually like wrote a communication down here. But this is the other thing that if he's writing songs like this, there must inside of him be some sort of very deep sort of feeling of um, loneliness to come up with a song like that. The last one is they don't care about us. What I like about this one is, for me, this is like... Um, it's basically saying, this is going to sound weird, but it's going to say, like, you're on your own. Because nobody cares about you. You're on your own. But you're not really on your own. Because you've got connection to the creator. So, what for me, what this is saying is, focus on your c connection with, with, like, the, with source, with God, with the universe, with the creator. Focus on your connection with the creator, not on your connection with others. Because others don't care about us. <laughs> but they do, but they don't. Skinhead, deadhead, everybody's gone bad. <laughs> Situation, aggravation, everybody, allegation. In the, in the suit, on the, in the suit, on the news, everybody's dog food. Bang, bang, shot dead. Everybody's gone mad. See that happening? All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. I love that. Beat me, hate me, you can never break me. Will me, feel me, you can never kill me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jew me, sue me, everybody do me. <laughs> Kick me, kike me, don't you black or white me. Oh, that's cool. In other words, what he's saying there is, look, I think this is him realising. I wonder when he made this song. I'm wondering if this, is, if this is when he realised that actually it doesn't matter if you're black or white. That's a, Hey, look. What happened was, right, he made himself white and he, he realised it don't matter if you're black or white. Yeah, because he thought, he thought to himself, if I make myself white, 
it will resolve all my issues. But it didn't. So then he realised it doesn't matter if you're black or white. It's got nothing to do with being black or white. It's all about your mind. So he's saying it here as well. In other words, what he's saying is society. For me, this is saying society, or like the creators, the, the controllers of the earth, don't care about us, like the government or something. And what is it that the government does? The government tries to separate with like black or white. So he's basically saying, don't you black or white me. In other words, he sees through what they're doing. All I'm going to say is that they don't really care about us. Tell me what has become of my life. I have a wife and two children who love me. I am the victim of police brutality. No, I'm tired of being the victim of hate. You're raping me of my pride. Oh, for God's sakes, I look to heaven to fulfil its prophecy. Set me free. He, he was going... Again, there's like um, spiritualness in here. There's there's like there's there's um societiness mixed with spiritualness. Skinhead, deadhead, <laughs> everybody's gone bad. Tell me what the, tell me what has become of my rights. Am I invisible because you ignore me? Your procle your proclamation promised me free liberty. No, I'm tired of being the victim of shame. They're throwing me in a class with a bad name. I can't believe this is the land from which I came. You know, I really do hate to say it. The government don't want to see me. The government don't want to see, but if Roosevelt was living, he wouldn't let this be. No, no. Skinhead, deadhead. Some things in life they just don't want to see. But if Martin Luther was living, he wouldn't let this be. And the last words, they don't really care about us. I feel like that's quite um, quite powerful, that. What I'm going to do, <laughs> do is I'm going to... I can't believe the direction that this podcast went in. It's quite um, interesting. This is why I like doing these podcasts, though, because um, I learn a lot about myself. And I think if you're if you're willing to just talk and be truthful, stuff comes out that you don't even realise. It's 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 beautiful. <coughs> Kisses for little little MJ. All that's left though is well I do hope you enjoyed this one. It did go all over the place, but hopefully you found it interesting. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this week's inspirational quote and I'm going to sing a little Michael Jackson song. I'm going to actually sing Man in the Mirror. And what, what I've, got, I've got a dead leg. Oh, I haven't had that feeling for ages. You know when you get like um, pins and needles in your leg? Oh, pins and needles. I wonder what that is. That, that makes me think of something. You know when you're going out of body? When you're going out of body, you get these like vibrations. But you also get this like fuzzy feeling in your fingers. There's, there's a hint of that feeling in 
in a dead leg. I got me drum with me today, though. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to sing Michael Jackson's song and sort of play along at the same time. But I really wanted to play some music on this podcast, but I know they don't like copyrighted music and stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the song in my earphones and I'll um I'll sing along to it like that. <laughs> I'll try to sing. And I I don't know. I like singing. The thing is, I, I like singing, even though maybe not amazing at it. It's good sometimes to just sing. Sing and dance. So, this week's inspirational quote, absolutely beautiful. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Michael Jackson. Jackson's Man in the Mirror. I've got the lyrics here as well. Wait a minute, I need, what I need to do is... How am I going to hold this and do that at the same time? Hey! Ooh, Michael Jackson's falling off. I'm going to make a change for once in my life. Gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right As I turn up the pot of cold My favourite winter cold And wind is blowing my mind See the kids in the street But not enough to eat Who am I to be blind Pretending not to see their needs Disregard a broken bottle tops and a one man soul. They followed each other on the wind, you know. They got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. No message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. Woo! Na 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 na. 